You're listening to the Manifest Massively podcast with Nicole Renee Ray. Welcome back to the Manifest Massively podcast. I am here with Geneva Faith. She's joining me in today's episode. We have a super juicy conversation that I'm going to share about in just a minute. First, I want to introduce Geneva. She is a friend of mine, one of those beautiful online connections that we felt so strongly to deepen. And she's also been a Reiki master for eight years. And she's also known as a breakup coach and the priestess of playfulness. So throughout our conversation, you'll hear more about her. But I do want to tell you that we just had a girlfriend catch-up conversation. We just felt compelled to do that, jumped on a Zoom, and we ended up in this really amazing conversation of, about loss and and about evolving ourselves. And we just mutually felt like this needed to be a podcast episode. So we decided to schedule the time, and that's why we're here. So do you want to say hi, Geneva? Yes, absolutely. Hi, everyone. Nicole, I am so honored to be on your podcast. I just, I think you're amazing. You are a spiritual superstar, a manifesting queen. So this feels like it's an honor. This is so much fun. And any time with you is great. So uh, thank I you. It. I feel the same way about you. So I know I'm in good company for sure. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to start this off by sharing the message with listeners of the message that I shared with you that kind of opened this up. And this was, you'll remember if you were listening, I went to Lilydale over the summer and I had a reading with a medium and he had said this metaphor speaking to this guidance of this evolution that's happening in my business, which some of you may already sense or not, that's okay. But he said the spider, when the spider goes to make a new web, the spider first takes down the old web and then spins a new web. And in my conversation with Geneva, we were catching up as girlfriends. For some reason, I felt really compelled to share that message with her. We were both sharing about the evolution that's happening in our lives right now. And I think all of us are feeling that, right? Because we're all always evolving one way or another. So when I shared that with her, it really resonated and it just opened up this amazing conversation about change, about dealing with loss and how to do that powerfully, right? And also how to do that in relationship. Like we were able to really share about that and come together about that, which made us both feel so much more connected and stronger. So anyway, I'd love, I wanted to set that up, but I'd love to hear anything you want to share from there. And I'm sure I'll chime in because I do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved our conversation last week. And I really took that with me into my week. And it made me, it gave me comfort. And it was powerful. It was very empowering for me because I'm having a lot of, my business is evolving. And I'm also having some health stuff. And just, I've been really in my head and in pity partiness for lack of a better term right now, that about like how I can't do the things that I used to. My body can't do the things that I used to. My, I don't have the same feelings about the Reiki part of my business as I used to. And I just feel like my life is so different. And I was shaming myself for that. And also really trying to 
force being the same and I'm not. So accepting that I have to, or not I have to, because that sounds a little harsh, but accepting that the spider takes down a web before it builds a new one, it just really made me think, oh, like I have to let go. I have to release that old life so that I can build the new one. Cool. And how fun is that? I, for instance, like health-wise, I love being social and I can't do the social things that I used to do before. Like I'm, I have a lot of fatigue or I go to bed early now. And so I was just feeling sad about it. And I'm like, wait a second, but I could do other really fun social things. And that's okay. It's just different. It's just different. It's just new. And so that was really, it was really exciting for me to hear in a way, because I'm like, instead of being sad about what isn't anymore, I get to be excited of what can be. So powerful. Yeah. I want to emphasize that because I've definitely experienced it. And I've heard it said that often when we're going through a loss or a transition, we have a tendency to focus more on what we've lost rather than actually focus on what we're gaining. And in obviously in some losses, that's harder to get ourselves to see, right? And we can talk more about that because our emotions are there and that can, it can get in the way of us really being able to see things newly. But I love how you said when you, you're, when you started to notice yourself shifting towards what am, what is still possible? What am I going to gain out of it? What do I still have? What gets to be new? Just they're just listening to those words. There's so much freedom available versus focusing on like how you may be held back. And it also reminds me of a book called The Gap and the Gain by Benjamin Hardy. There's the gap where where we used to be to where we are. And then there's what we're gaining. And there's always a gain in every scenario. So I just see you naturally going through the process of then seeing what is possible. And then our conversation came out of that. And I feel like only more, only more will come from that. I think in something else that you said, because I too am in this transition. And when you shared that about your business, where your business looked a certain way at some point, and then there's this portion where you don't want it to change, you don't think it should change. And so we try to make it stay the same. And then yet we notice ourselves evolving and we start to feel differently about it. And there comes a point where it's like, oh, no, it's I, I have to change. I can't not. It just so feels not me anymore. And gosh, I just love your vulnerability about like how, because I know this for myself too. It's that feeling of shame about it. Should I even talk about it? Should I even say that to my friend? Should I even say that on a podcast, right? Like how dare we be open about the fact that we're like evolving beings that are changing and, and, and ever creating because it's our nature and actually claim that power back to yeah. be able to co-create that instead of being at the effect of circumstances. Yeah. And it's okay to mourn, mourn a life that you had, mourn a business that you had, mourn a when I got into a relationship, I had to mourn my singleness even. For sure. And that is 
And that is so human. And that is like you just said, which I really love, that is that gap. And we want to either jump backwards and go into old life or jump forward and go into new life. But there is a lot of growth and magic in the gap, like a lot of humanness to be had. And in our humanness, especially in businesses like ours, where we have clients and we want to give, it is through our humanness that we, that we can do that. For sure. And honoring that, right? Because that's definitely yes. something that's all shared. One of the ways that we're all connected because we're all human. So we're all going through that or going to go through that loss or that transition. There was something else about what you just said that sparked, oh, it had to do with it's okay to mourn. And as we were setting up for this conversation, we were talking about how in the spiritual world in the woo we'll call it right there's a little bit of a culture and even particularly me like that I focus on manifestation right that's a big core of what I teach and how I live and I don't know about you I'm I, I think you did already confirm you have this experience but like sometimes in the manifestation teachings it's all about feeling good and being high vibe and I feel like we've gotten a little bit better about allowing for negative emotions and experiences. But one of the things we were pointing to is how there's a tendency in that culture to step over the negative emotions and to not fully acknowledge the loss or the grief or the mournfulness or the defeat, right? Like those very like human emotions that we all experience. And we, there's a message to bypass them to try to get to high vibe, to get to that high vibration. And if, you know, if you feel those emotions, you might be blocking your manifestation and shame on you if you are, right? Like that's the undertone of the message. And I want to share how I said it earlier. And actually, I, I didn't even realize we were going to be talking about this so specifically, but it came through in my journaling session this morning where when we hold on to our pain, whether that's just in our emotional body and our eventually in our physical body, right? But when we hold on to it and we don't share it, we don't process it, and we don't give ourselves the opportunity to fully assimilate it and release it, that's when it can, quote unquote, clog our energy or block us. But when we allow this process that you are talking about, where we acknowledge the fact that you're mourning something, you acknowledge the fact that you are releasing something and that there's emotions around that and there's probably thought processes around that. And there's maybe some complexity around it, right? Like complexity around, wait, but I love my single life, but I really love my boyfriend. Complexity around like what, you know, I had such a passion for the old version of my business and right, there's thought processes to allow ourselves to sift through so that we can then arrive at the ability to wholeheartedly up-level that vibration. But you're not really going to truly ever do that if you're just so-called sweeping it under the rug, pretending it doesn't exist, or even feeling shameful about the fact that you have those emotions to begin with. So I feel like those, that goes back to what you're saying about how important it is to honor our humanity, right? Even though this yeah. is a spiritual experience, right? But really honoring all aspects of our experience. Yes, totally. And I think there's many different reasons why I'm evolving 
away from a spiritual business into a business that incorporates spirituality. I think sometimes people were coming to me like for that high vibe or for that guidance or for that. No, but you're supposed to make my life better. And you're like, you're my guru or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm just a human and I honor your sadness and I'm here to support you and and hold your hand and comfort you. But I'm not going to give you a crystal and tell you to think positive. And I think toxic positivity is one of my pet peeves because it doesn't allow for us to honor our humanness. And in our humanness and in our pain is where we really grow. And yeah, there's in the law of attraction community, let's just say, for example, like there can be some shame around if that's happening to you, it's because you're not vibing high enough. And I just, I, I can't get, I can't get behind that anymore. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. It reminds me of, I've studied a little bit of Abraham and Abraham talks about those experiences of those negative emotions being an indicator of contrast, but they're just as important as your positive feelings because it gives information. And the truth is a lot of those emotions feeling like you're defeated, feeling that just the feeling of loss, right? Like it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. There's a pain associated with it. So to me, I feel like when I hear somebody shaming that and saying it's not high vibe or you must not be high vibe enough, It's almost like an expression of their lack of capacity to fully hold space for pain to just be and to be processed. And there's actually so much information if we're willing to sit with it and really experience our emotions and feel our emotions because that then identifies what do I want now? What actually will make me feel better? What does that actually look like? And maybe I can't go from zero to 10 on that scale, but as I sit with it and process it, I can go from zero to one and then I can explore what is next for me and be really clear on what the desire of my heart is. And it can be like that that intricate of a process, it just requires that presence and that consciousness of being willing to, to sit with it. And I think also, I'm just really hearing the power of vulnerability. I think us opening up to one another and even just the way you're sharing generously now, there's so much power in us sharing vulnerably and claiming that process and even being unwilling to allow those cultural standard, so to speak, in the spiritual community or otherwise to define like how our process is supposed to be, right? Because even that just feels really limiting. Yeah. It doesn't feel expansive at all. It definitely feels limiting. And I, I think there's healing is a good balance of being ground, spirituality and groundedness. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Sorry, Um, (laughs) but yeah, going back to shame, shaming ourselves or for not being high vibe enough. And, and also I've gone through experiences where I'm just like, well, why can't I 
be positive or why, why am I sad? Why can't I snap out of it? Like, why can't I manifest out of it like quick enough or, but I think it's because it's all in the process. It is in the process. That also reminds me of another book by Melody Beatty and it's, it's on gratitude. I think it actually might be called something like the little book of gratitude. And it's this tiny little book, but it is, I go to it whenever I need to change my life because the way she talks about gratitude is she tells the story from her own life experience, but she literally shares about being grateful for all of it, even the shitty experiences, even the loss, even things not going your way. Like the way she ends up describing it after telling the story is she willed gratitude for everything. And what I see happening is when we're able to do that, when we can have trust and that much trust and faith in the process that we will get through it, that there is another side to it, that we're willing to have gratitude even for the negative emotion or the negative occurrence or whatever's not going our way, when we can will gratitude, it, it releases the resistance. We're not fighting against it anymore. It puts us in a state of acceptance of what is. And that gives us the space to then process those emotions and be with ourselves fully. And then when we're there, that's where those new thoughts can open up of what am I gaining from this and what is possible from here? But so long as we are pushing against it, judging ourselves for having the emotion, judging ourselves for even being in a state of transition, why couldn't I just keep it perfect the way it used to be like all the time, right? If that self-judgment is there. And we're just not willing to experience the dissatisfaction. Then it chops up the energy versus when we are able to release that resistance, we're able to actually flow through the healing process with more ease than when we're just fighting against it. Yes, totally. Just wrapping up on the gratitude piece where it's, yeah, obviously it's good to be grateful for the things that we're grateful for. But the challenge spiritually is can you? bring gratitude to the challenge you're facing, to the thing that isn't the way that you want it to be, to to the illness or the breakup or the loss. Can you will gratitude for that experience, even though it's not super positive and high vibe? And if you are able to bring yourself to that place of being grateful for all of it, even the stuff that isn't so great, you will bring acceptance and bring an ease to that process of healing. And like going back to that book, the way she describes it is like her life turned around just by doing that, just by really not just practicing gratitude from that state of toxic positivity, like you were saying, and just putting Mm -hmm. like an icing on mud pie, but really bringing gratitude to even the challenges. Yeah. So that was what came up for me when you were sharing that. Yeah. And also it's okay to not have gratitude in the moments that you're experiencing these big emotions. Like you also can't force yourself to be grateful because sometimes you're just like, like this, I hate everything. Why is this happening to me? And knowing that there's going to be a gift in it later, but also telling yourself that it's okay to not look for the gift in it right now. For sure. And that, yeah. And the resistance that you were talking about, totally. And that's what 
I tell my clients who are going, or my client and my friends also who are coming to me for support during a breakup is that we're taught to, or for example, that saying, if you're going to get over somebody, you got to get under somebody else. Or why are you grieving over that guy? He wasn't, he ain't shit or whatever. Um, but we like, that's like resistance, forcing yourself like, oh, why am I crying over this, this person who did this to me? What's wrong with me for crying over this? And, and that's resistance. That's an example of the resistance that, that you were sharing. Whereas if you just allow yourself to feel like, yes, like I am sad. I'm sad. It sucks. I'm hurting. Things can just flow, flow much more easily. I'm gripping my hands right now, like holding on, like fighting. There's no room for anything to flow through. Whereas if you're just don't, if you don't fight so hard, it moves through you faster and going through like a breakup specifically or, or heartbreak specifically, any heartbreak is, and that can be heartbreak about business or, or not like your body, not being able to do the things that it gives you. Like with heartbreak, the only way out is through. And, and when you're fighting, you can't let it pass through. So, or you can't move through it. So, yes. Yeah, so thank you for sharing about the resistance because I, I totally agree. Yeah, I there's something else that came up about that where you're pointing to res, when we resist our own emotions, when we, again, when we resist our humanity and we don't allow ourselves to fully feel that, then and I've actually heard a holistic psychologist say this once who dealt with trauma and dealt with people healing really heavy trauma. And he said, the brain is actually naturally wired to heal. So oftentimes when you see like trauma therapists or those that practice EMDR, they're not actually doing anything to the brain. They're just facilitating the brain's natural process and giving it the opportunity to naturally reframe and reorganize that information. So there's a force within you that does naturally want to heal, want to move past, want to evolve in that positive direction. But it really requires the space to be able to do that processing, whether it's in a session like that or with a coach or on our own. And I feel like it's really important to know that because I think sometimes when we're in these heavier places, it can feel like the body doesn't want that or the brain doesn't want that because mm -hmm. we'll be in that like downward spiral of like, oh, like, why am I sad all the time? Or like, why can't I feel any better? And feeling like we're stuck in that loop, it can feel like the brain is against us or the body's against us. So I feel like it's important to emphasize that, you no, know, there actually is a natural process within you that does want to heal. And it's just exactly like you said, providing that space and that time and hopefully re releasing the resistance so that all of those emotions can flow, all of that energy can flow. And eventually you get to that new place, whatever that is. And like you said, and if it's not super fast and it's not overnight, that's okay. There's totally nothing wrong with that. If you're not able to will gratitude overnight, like that's okay. But I think generally if we hold the intention, even if we're feeling shitty, just hold on to the attention that we are going to make it through and that there is like holding that, holding to faith in the process, even if we don't exactly feel it. So that brings me back to 
this is coming out towards the end of the year. And as we're reaching the end of the year, there's, I think, a pro. I know for me, there's things that I really had intended to accomplish in 2023 that I did not. And I would not be being honest if I didn't share that I'm a little frustrated with that. I'm a little sad about that. And so there's a grief and a mourning to the year. What are the things we start to think about next year? We start to think about resolutions. We start to think about goals. And I know for me that when I am able to fully feel complete with something, when I'm able to really feel like I'm done and I've said all that I needed to say about that, I've done all that I can do about that, it's only then that I really feel like I can wholeheartedly create the next thing. And I feel like that's a little bit going back to that metaphor of the web, like before you build a new house, if you're doing a remodel or an addition, fine. But if you're building a new house, you have to tear away that old house. You might be able to use the old foundation or parts of that old foundation, but you need to tear that house away. And I think that's something else that you said either earlier in this conversation or earlier other where it's like that process of taking things down. I think you said it in the phoenix metaphor, right? Where it's, yeah, we all love that metaphor of the rising of the phoenix, but there is fire and there is destruction and there are ashes in that story. And so there is, reminds me of the tower card in the tarot, right? There is a process of peeling away and falling away. and. I think when we participate in that, right, when we go through, and I feel like that's what opened up in our conversation, we were talking about the web, where it was like, oh, if I go in and I take the old web down, I pull off the idols from the old business, I, I'm processing a breakup, I take down the pictures, I put away the things that were meaningful and start to release those, right? Like when we participate in that falling away, then it literally empowers us to make way for actually building the new. What do you think about that? Oh, totally. I love that. And like I said, our conversation like just empowered me so much. I was holding on to, I was holding on to a lot. I was holding on to my old life. I was holding on to my own business because, to my old business rather, because I don't know what, like on the other side and it's scary but it's just the whole metaphor of the web and also the rising of the phoenix we forget that everything has to burn down first yeah and also what resisting it is not allowing the other stuff to come through yeah resisting that takedown resisting the falling away yeah fire burning resisting the destruction yeah Yeah. I think it really, when we get resistance, it really robs us of our power to be a part of that co-creative process, to be a part of, okay, I'm participating. I'm accepting that there is a release and there's a falling away. I'm therefore participating in it. And because of that, I can now choose what am I going to put my energy in next? What am I going to focus on? What is the gain? What is next? And I know that I've done this when we don't allow for that and we try to just step over the unfinished business and then we just try to go and create on top of all of that, you just end up with more clutter. You end up with, I don't know, I almost feel like excessive energy because you're just piling things on top of things. 
And your power to create is always going to be more powerful when that slate is clean. I think that's my right. When the energy is clean and you're like, okay, I'm starting from a fresh canvas. Like your power to create is going to shine so much more than if you're still trying to compensate for what once was. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable about like how you're feeling about not creating what you thought that you would in, in 2023. Because I look at you and I'm like, wow, she's so amazing. She's doing all these great things. And it just, it goes back to our humanness. You can see someone and just see them and all their incredibleness and all that they're doing, but we have no idea what someone's internal struggle is. And also, I feel you, 2023 was not anything like I thought that it would be. Yeah. A lot of healing had to take place for me. Yeah, I want to say a couple of things to that because thank you for saying that. It's so interesting. The more I have conversations with more people, we just don't see how we're seen, right? It's just not until we get in and lean into people and we connect then I can start to understand how you see me. You can start to understand how I see you. But when we are just existing, isn't the right word, but when I'm just in the operations of my business as they are, I don't often fully understand how I'm seen. And I have, I've had a couple of these conversations where people will say what you just said. And I'm like, really? Because I'm 10,000 steps away from where I want to be. But it's, I'm so grateful for it because it really allows me to step back and go, hey, there's probably a lot of progress that you're making that you're not acknowledging and validating in yourself because clearly other people are seeing that progress and they're acknowledging it. So you might as well acknowledge it for yourself. So it really gives me that opportunity to do that. So I appreciate you saying that. And there was one more thing I wanted to say about that, but now I'm all in my head about myself. <laughs> so you were saying like, thank you for your vulnerability engine. Oh, yeah. So. I heard this said, and I think it's so valuable, and I think it'll make a difference for you and everyone listening too, especially as you're setting, you're releasing 2023, stepping into 2024, and that sort of, that fresh slate is available. That people overestimate what they can do in a year, and they underestimate what they can do in three years. If you're like me, if you're feeling a little bit defeated about what could have been in 2023 that wasn't. That is not an invitation to give up on whatever intentions you set. And in fact, I want to share this too, because I found an envelope in one of my drawers recently that said intentions for 2022. And so I opened it because I'm like, what, what was I intending for in 2022? Because I don't remember. And one of the things on there was it was like an affirmation or a statement of being connected with really amazing women and having these female relationships that I authentically connect with and that I feel surrounded by. And I got to tell you, when I moved here from LA to Louisville, like I was not feeling that I had gotten married. That made a lot of changes in my life. I was not living in the area that I was from. Then I'm like in a total culture shock, shock situation and wasn't as well received as I thought I would be. And so all that was going on. And so that was where the birth of that desire came from. And it didn't come true in 2022. Like it wasn't in full bloom. I had some things I needed to still, I had some boundaries I needed to learn to set. And there were things that needed to fall into place clearly. But now here we are at the end of 23 and like the palpability of those connections is so alive. 
these just beautiful women like yourself in my community. It's, I'm just, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of the relationships that are being created. And there was a time just a couple of years ago, year and a half ago, that I was like, so not experiencing that. I just share that to highlight that, yeah, maybe what we intended for within a year didn't fully come to pass yet, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen in 24. And it's not a reason to give up on it. Like we can take those intentions that we set in 23 and feel the emotions that we feel about not having fulfilled on them yet and put them on the list for 24 too, because why not? <laughs> yeah. And time is a social construct anyway, right? Like a calendar year is just a social construct. I forget that all the time. <laughs> Big believer in the quantum and I forget that all the time. What you were sharing about your envelope and your intentions reminded me of my vision board. I love making vision boards. And like my assumption is that my vision boards are very powerful. Therefore, they are, right? <laughs> and sometimes I have my vision boards like up for a long time. Like sometimes I'll make like quarter vision boards or sometimes they're for the whole year and I'll have them up for a long time, a couple of years even. And then I'll see, I'll start noticing that, okay, that didn't come in this quarter or in this year, but that's here now. Amazing. So sometimes it just takes a, a little longer. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I feel like the vision board too, which let's talk about that a little bit because I'm sure there are people listening that are even thinking about doing a vision board for 2024, or maybe they weren't thinking about it, but now that they're hearing this conversation, they are. What would you recommend that they do to make their vision board really powerful for the year? Oh, I love vision board. What I do and people do their vision board differently. I have my blank canvas and a bunch of magazines and I flip through and the magazines and the images tell me that they want to be chosen 100. as a, as opposed to I am looking for something specific. I am looking for pick, uh, like a wedding picture. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Ooh, and it goes back almost like to the resistance thing, right? Like you're so hyper-focused on I'm going, I, I'm looking for a wedding picture that you're missing all the other pictures that can symbolize a wedding that just don't look the way that you want them to look. So that's the one of the things that I do. And just really, I'm joyous when I do my vision boards. I make it really fun because like that's when I feel the most powerful when I am in my joy or I am in my playfulness. So I make it playful. I make it joyous. And I believe in them, which is a lot of like, magic and manifestation is really in our intention and our assumptions. So one of the things that I assume always is that my vision boards work. So. That's so good. So what I heard you say was let those images come to you because sometimes like our subconscious mind will resonate with an image, even if it's not exactly the image that we thought. There could be a symbol that does really speak to our subconscious that still represents the thing that we want. Yeah, And then exactly. make it playful, have fun, set a date, maybe light a candle, play some music, have it be like a fun, joyful event that you're doing it. Not like, oh, I guess I have to make a vision board for 2024. And then really believe in it. So 
Let's talk about that a little bit because I feel like sometimes people have a hard time with that where they like want this new reality and as they're sitting down to do it, it's they're maybe like, I don't know, should I put this on my vision board? Am I gonna, is it gonna happen? How do they deal with that doubt in the moment when they're sitting there trying to create that vision for that next year or that next thing? Yeah, and I think that is part of the reason like, where I, I do make it a fun thing because it's hard to it's harder to not believe in something like when you're having a good time yeah and I always do my vision boards with with good company and I do have music and I do have wine and we just the last time I, I did a vision board workshop I was wearing a costume because I felt like it I don't know it felt fun and light to me yeah oh so, like I I did it in in my lightness so like when you are doing it in like from a place of, of joy and hope and fun, that's the key, fun, it's harder to not believe in it because you're going back to your inner childness, right? And all, a lot of our a lot of our limiting beliefs come from childhood. So it's almost like rewiring like your inner childness. Like we're cutting and pasting and glittering and using stickers and all this stuff that's like taking us back to our inner child. And when we were children, we were hopeful. We did. We played pretend. We believed and we, we believed. And then we grow um, up and then the world. That's such a good point, right? It was so easy to believe, right? When we were in that inner child or that child state. And I have heard there's a lot of science around like how neurons connect when we're in a playful state. Like you'll, you can actually repattern something a lot quicker when you bring that playfulness to it. That's not just like a philosophy. Like the, I know there's science behind that I've seen. That is so good. There was something else I was going to say about that. Oh, that you're the priestess of playfulness. So of course you're going to make fun. <laughs> That's so good. And circling back to what we were talking about earlier and tying that in that when we have gone through grief or we have gone through a mournful period or we even are still in some mourning over some challenges that we faced or people that we've lost or things that we've lost, right? Giving ourselves a space to have some playfulness and to have some dream time and to have some lightness, right? That can just be a real gift in and of itself, regardless of what comes true or doesn't come true, right? When we can release that, and just give ourselves some fun and play. I was sharing with you that we had such a good holiday, my husband and I, because we just did not put pressure on ourselves. We just had fun. We did what we felt like doing. We even went bowling. Neither of us have been bowling in, I don't know, 10 years or more. And so we just, like, we were in the play of it's a holiday weekend. We don't have to be anywhere. Let's just be together and do whatever. Got massages, got mani-pedis. And we were so happy by the end of the day right because we were just in the moment and yeah I just wanted to emphasize like just how powerful bringing play and bringing playfulness and bringing allowing yourselves a date for some lightness just so powerful yeah, yeah. and going back to experiencing grief and pain and heartache and loss Really, would we be able to fully experience joy and playfulness if it weren't for our experiences of, of loss and pain? Mm. And would we value it to the degree? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like just that's such a perfect place to really end on where like 
in the honoring of all of our humanness and the honoring of all of who we are and the honoring of all of those human experiences, emotions, and otherwise, there's room for all of it, including the joy, including the good, right? There's room for all of it. There's room for the pain. There's room for the pleasure. There's room for the challenges and the struggles, and there's room for our triumphs. And I think when we like approach ourselves and our lives with that real wholehearted openness of just allowing for all of it, yeah, we might manifest some really cool things and that's great. But then the quality of our experience, because we're simply allowed to be, is just that much more, right? Mm -hmm. That much more just juicy and joyful than because we're alive, right? Like we're truly alive and allowing ourselves to be alive. There's room for all of it. Gosh, that's so good. Like last week I took the web metaphor like with me and now I'm like, there's room for all of it. What a great affirmation. Yeah. Like there is room for all of it. Thank you for that. I love it. And it's to say that if you have had a challenging time, clearly both Geneva and I had some challenges this year, right? Okay. And we don't have to make that mean that our triumphs aren't on their way. The goodness isn't here already. Like we can open our hearts to, to that too. So good. I, I feel like just it's such a good energy to begin the new and yeah, into like this beautiful connection. Here's to more of that in life for everybody, for us. Anything else you want to say? No, I I just, of course, there's a million things I want to say because having a conversation with you, we could go forever. There will be an after party. (laughs) Again, just so grateful for our friendship. So grateful for this opportunity to be on this podcast and for being safe with you. I've been able to be vulnerable and I'm just very grateful for that. So thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Me too. And vulnerable and in your power. Like it's so both. I get that about you. I I feel that in the space of you too, that like that we can be vulnerable, but also be in our power and that one does not have to discount the other. That's such a, such a, such a beautiful thing. Such a beautiful thing. Okay. So I am going to link all of Geneva's details in the show notes. So definitely go find her follower. She's got amazing things. And yeah, let us know what resonated with you about this conversation. Did you go through challenges in 2023? Um, did you resonate with the message about the web being taken down before spinning the new web or anything else that was said? Send a message on Instagram or anywhere you feel called. And we'll see you in the next one.